0: If you think you don't like your kids now, wait a couple of years of more ignoring them while you do your stuff and see if it gets better. I mean- you, What an amazing you got, point. It does not get any better than right now to start. The longer you wait, the harder it is. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast.
1: Hey, podcasters, if you're like me, you love hosting your show, but get discouraged by the time it takes to produce and market the final product. Turn to Podcast Media Machine, the number one solution for podcast design, production, content creation, and management. Visit podcastmediamachine.com. That's podcastmediamachine.com. Now, back to our show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, I have Herb and Christina. They own Vibrant Family Education and host a podcast called Bringing Education Home. And if you know anything about my history, I have, uh, I have a, a degree in education, and I taught in the public schools for 13 years. So I'm really excited to get into this conversation to find out what you guys are doing. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so very much for having us.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you so much. It's it's a pleasure to be here and and we've been watching your show and it's really good. And so so thank you for for having us here and and letting us talk about what we do.
1: Yeah, well, you know, quite honestly, uh we found ourselves through the the evil of social media, which, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if if used as a tool, it's amazing, right? right. And I started getting some interaction from you, Christina. And then I started watching what you were doing. And I remember I, I reached out. I was like, well, exactly what do you do? Because I saw kind of the education conversation coming through kind of this. And, and I was super excited. So from that moment on, I really started to pay attention. And I don't know how long ago I reached out and said, hey, we need to get you on the podcast and have a conversation. Uh-huh. So why don't you tell your audience, just first of all, what you guys do, Um, And then we'll kind of get into the story behind that.
2: Sounds good. Excellent. Um, So Vibrant Family Education is a way to help parents look at the education model that their students are currently in and look for alternatives. We know that things aren't working for a lot of families, and we know that there's a better way to educate our children, not just academics, but for the whole child, making sure that the whole child is ready for life, ready for experiences, ready for different kinds of jobs and not necessarily going to college. So there's lots of different ways that we help families.
1: Yeah. And and if anybody's listened to me, they, they know that I have some pretty strong opinions on public education, um, coming from that industry and also college. And I'm not anti-college, but I don't (laughs) feel like we're doing anybody justice by forcing kids in to that, um, that decision. And I have some things I want to ask you about and share with you, but, uh, and then the podcast bringing education home so the podcast
0: it, um it, it's both inside and outside the box is, is our tagline because she's a teacher she's been a teacher ever since she was a little girl oh. and i've been an entrepreneur um i've had a really interesting life I, I hurt my head a lot um as i was growing up so my life got difficult so i've been looking for for weird things my life trying to trying to make sense of what happens to me and through that process um we, we built this podcast to help um introduce what we do and to help people understand the differences because when they start to hear it they go, oh you're just homeschoolers uh, and, <laughs> and it's so not that it is so much more than that that we needed to find a way to start um helping people understand what it is that we do. So we started the podcast to to help bring more information to our parents and to help people um, understand what we do and get a better grip on their
2: families and their education. And also entrepreneurs, because we like to bring entrepreneurs on and share their story. Because again, that's another kind of education. You learn through other people's stories, other people's struggles. Um, like when we had you on the show, we asked you, what's something you would tell a new entrepreneur? How do you help them get past that hump of that or that hurdle of the first year or so
0: and also um we had some family problems so um our youngest son is estranged from the family and we don't really get to see our granddaughter anymore um and part of that Mm -hmm. is is due to the entrepreneurship and as we were building our family as we were as we were building our businesses as we were doing all of this we weren't getting to spend as much time with our family and we weren't bringing them along. We were trying to shelter them from all the stuff we were going through. So they grew up with us, with me not really necessarily being there all of the time. And when he got out and started on his own, um, that, that separation just grew because, yeah. you know, we, we lost
1: common ground. So the so, third
2: leg of the podcast is relationship. How do you build oh, relationship awesome. keep relationships?
1: yeah it's incredibly important, and you guys are hitting on like my my uh hot buttons you're talking about education you're talking about entrepreneurship you're talking about relationships and the family and those are like my like my where I spend all of my time uh-huh. everything I do is wrapped around those things so i'm I'm really excited to talk about this i um, want to hear your story on why you moved out of public education, but I want to start with your purpose, kind of your mission, and because I because when we start talking about education in the traditional sense, we might start sounding super negative or or but I want to start with like the end in mind, like what's the goal here what is your purpose what are you what are you really really hoping to accomplish and accomplishing as you spread this this uh message? do I gotta go for this one first?
2: you can go first okay <laughs>
1: so, um this actually
0: kind yeah, of starts.
2: the box. This
0: actually kind of starts with me a, a long time ago. Um, it, my wife's always been a teacher, and the system has slowly broken down over time. I'm, from when we went to school to what's happening now, um, it's we'll it's crazy. It. <laughs> so, as we were first started getting into entrepreneurship, and as we started seeing the 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 education system break down a little bit we started envisioning a school and just started talking about how it could be or should be you know how those kind of conversations go as a teacher right so we started getting into entrepreneurship to to build something out so that we could we could get into a better get into this better um community and then it, it's kind of weird one morning um probably 10 or 15 years ago I, like, woke up out in my driveway. So at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, I, like, got out of bed, got dressed, and was standing in the driveway going, why am I in my driveway? And you know, it, it sounds like this grand vision thing, but I had I had a download, I had a vision, I had this thing, and I was shown this school. And it's like, you know, I, I, I can't do that. That's That's not for me. I'm not worthy of that. And I got this message that, Not yet, but you will be when it's time. Hmm. And so, and shortly after that is actually when I hurt myself really bad, took myself out of life. My life just absolutely crashed. Um, And I had actually given up on this vision. It's like, you know, God showed me this thing. It's like, I I can't do it. I give up. And then this summer I ended up in Montana, (laughs) strange story. I was helping somebody move and as a, as a, Oh, when you're done moving, you're going to go to this thing with me that my girlfriend's boyfriend's doing. I don't really know what it is. They're going to help you talk and blah, blah, blah. And so I went and, um, I got inspired and God was talking to me throughout that. And at the end of that thing, he's like, tell them about your school. And so the very last day of this event, after telling him, I'm not doing this, I'm not here. I'm broken. I've given up. I'm not
2: starting another I'm not business. Starting another
0: business. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm done. I, I give up on life. Um, and and God, at the end of this thing, says, tell them about your business. Tell them about this school. school. And I told them about the school and they got so excited. And so many people have pushed that in the last six months, we went from like just being broken and and the school system being so crushing with the way it's happened with what was happening mm-hmm. and just the depression and anxiety to suddenly this this school is being given back to me in all of the ways that we've thought about it for the last 15 or 20 years. And just the, the beauty of the way it's emerging right now is just beyond compare. So part of the yeah. whole angst and brokenness of the last several years was to to prepare me not not for the school but for for her for the school but for what else to bring into it what to bring to the entrepreneur kids what to bring to the kids on how to be more human because it's not about school anymore for me it's about making people more human so that they don't have to go through the the dark nights the same way that we did so that they can have more um more understanding of learning and growth and what being human is it's not it's not graduating and then going and getting a job and doing that, yeah. that is stuff that we do, but it's not who we are. So 100%. the school is about bringing people back to who they are so that they can do what they do more efficiently mm-hmm. and come together as a family. So that, that's kind of the origin story from yeah. my point of view. And so in June, when I came, she was having a tough time from school and, and she got a phone call from me when I was in Montana that said, hey, <laughs> guess what? After all of this stuff that I'm broken, I can't do anymore, I've given up, guess what's happening? I call her, I says, guess what? We're, we're doing this, you get your school, and go.
2: And then that was my turn. It's like, wait, we get a school? You mean the one we talked about where we bring in community and we work with the kids and we show them that there's a way to expand and grow into their life without having to be stuck in a building for six hours a day, not necessarily getting what they need. (laughs) And I was like, wait, I can do that. I've had two years of helping to build an online school, not the COVID school, not trying to fill in the gaps, but actually being online school where I was helping to build a K-2 program. And I got to see that how when the teacher and the parent works together, mm. the child's benefits so much and they can grow at their own pace, which you can't do in a classroom of 30. And you can bring in special interests and help learn through those interests so the child is more engaged. And then you can also adjust your time schedule because then you can go to dance classes when it's not crowded. You can go to swim classes when it's not crowded. They can get that activity and that energy, and then they can focus on school when it's best for them.
0: One of our students went to India for two months during school. And at Tell would, like, break up the computer and go around the little farm in India and show the show the other kids. It's like, this so they happened. were here, they were there, the school went with them, and the consistency went with them while they were still out living.
2: Yeah
1: and i'm just i we just need more people to see the opportunity we, we yeah. like i never saw it well one i was you know i was an educator i was a public educator so for me blinders on 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 uh, in the box oh absolutely yeah. and i never was in the box as an educator but i still held that belief that mm-hmm. uh you know public school or homeschool kids are weird. They don't have opportunities. They, they go crazy once they're out of the home. Well, there was a lot of that, but there was a, but, but there's now I'm just seeing kids just flourishing socially, academically, um, emotionally. And so for me to hear that, that origin one herb where you had this vision and, and trust me, I believe in, I believe that that is, you know, was a message from God. Like that is boom. This is, this is, Something that you're going to be doing and then coming back around and coming into that. So I'm super excited. Um, school, what were some of the struggles? And this isn't like a kicking public schools while they're down, but there is bureaucracy and there, there are a lot of um, agendas that may not align with everybody's values. So, what were some of the things that, you, you know, like, were you're like, hey, I've got to get out of this situation?
2: so it's been building over the last 10 years and it's amazing the change in the last 10 years but of course i was teaching much longer than that so i got to see this full spectrum of the teacher being in charge in the classroom to teaching through themes and units where the kids are super excited to it slowly swinging to no you have to be in this curriculum that's adopted by the school and you can only teach these subjects and then after that happened we got to the point where, well, no child left behind. Oh, that means every single child needs to be in the regular classroom. And I love our special needs kids and they have a very awesome gift to give us to help us learn. But when you put all of the special kids or all of the behavior kids into a regular classroom that's already overloaded with 30 plus kids, it's not a good combination for anybody. And nobody gets the help and support that they really need. So yes, we need to include those kids absolutely as much as possible, but do they belong in a regular classroom when you're trying to move as fast as you can to learn as much as you can? And then I saw the push of no child stays in a certain grade level. So we're not teaching to mastery anymore. We're teaching to the grade level. Oh, can we get them through 180 days of school, whether they learn and understand everything or not and just push them forward and then the last thing that really tore me up was the communication with families we were being told at times that oh don't mention this to families unless they specifically ask it's like no no no. that means i'm not openly and fairly communicating with my parents all the time and you know i was under contract so when you're under contract you have certain duties and things that you have to do you also are working with your morals and your values and, you know, in the classroom when nobody's in there watching with me, I can, you know, share things a little bit differently, which unfortunately is also getting teachers in trouble right now because they're sharing other things that maybe don't line up with how people are feeling. Um, But yeah, just all of those policy changes, those mandates, the push to teach the test. It's like, I don't uh, care if you want to teach about dog care or animal care that might teach the kids a really good lesson, but it's not getting them closer to the test. So you can't teach that anymore. You can't teach about the ocean and the fish and the this and that, unless it's in this very specific scientific way so they can master the test. It's like, but that's not what they need. Yeah, you know,
0: They're not teaching them how to learn. They're teaching them how to pass tests. It's so that, and that's I think the in the box answer. And I'm the out of the box answer. That's, that's the whole thing. Cause, cause you know, she's the teacher i'm i'm the weird guy and and really i'm the weird guy i I have a really interesting point of view i'm out there um so now we can also get into some people call them conspiracy theories like the the dumbing down of america um we can talk about like the weatherman underground which is an Mm -hmm. actual terrorist organization that was in the united states that that was intent on destroying our our um way of life and They made deals with the government and they all kind of disappeared without getting in trouble. And a whole lot of them entered the public education system as as college teachers and in the government making policies about how our education goes. So there was about six years ago, seven years ago, where I, I used to help her grade her papers. I mean, she would math papers. She'd hand me a stack of math papers and boom because numbers are my thing. Mm-hmm. And one day she handed me a stack of math papers, and I looked at it and was like, what is this? And was it's like, math. it's math.
2: It's I, common core math. I, oh. couldn't
0: do, I couldn't do second or third grade math. And, and she explained it to me a bunch of times, and the next time I would get the paper, she would have to explain it to me again. It's like, no, you do it this way. It's like, you know, I, I'm, I, I know numbers. I, I like math is like breathing to me and to read this and it's like people can't do normal math after this they might understand the concepts but unless they do math this this is garbage so the dumbing down of america the making and the the taking away of the work ethic the taking away of the of the wanting to learn and mm-hmm. the teaching to the test so all of the stuff outside of the school system is having such a major impact in the school system mm-hmm. and that's actually kind of part of the the plan because if you work with the kids and bring them up in in your image which is right now not very good i mean we have we have 40% of kids in Oregon who graduate can read at or above a third grade level okay it's atrocious 40% that's atrocious, yeah. of Oregon graduates high school graduates can, can, can read. barely read okay so this isn't this isn't like, oops, we made a mistake. This And because they're not correcting it, they're doubling down. Okay, It's getting worse. So if you have your kids in school, the only thing they're getting is, is right now that may be worth anything is socialization. Mm-hmm. But there's so many kids that high school is the worst place to get socialization because the unsupervised atrocities that kids do upon each other because they don't have the... The,
2: executive function, the
0: executive function and the brain capacity yeah. to do it yet. So the weird kids are going to be the ones who stay in public school now. And, and the kids who are successful and who grow are going to be the ones who are finding alternate educations.
1: There's so much to unpack here. There's so right. much. And, you know, you guys know my story. Cause I told it the reason that I exited edu- education, very similar. When I first started, it was like, Hey, here's your end goal. Mm-hmm. And. There was just another level of connection you could have with the students. There was another level of connection you could have with the parents. You could be incredibly, you know, inclusive, but also very individualistic, depending on your creativity and your skill set as a teacher. And that I saw this just chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. And it was just absolutely destructive. And I still have such an amazing connection with the kids I taught like the first three years. Yes. And they do, like, they're doing these incredible things. And I'm not attesting my, my, me, I'm attesting education at that point when there was that more freedom. And I, I do believe we're dumbing down. And, and the statistics tell us that we are, I mean, our, our ratings are just dive bombing. And look, the education system was clearly built on getting people to I mean if you look at history and this isn't conspiracy if you look at history the idea is to like here's what you do here's how you do it Mm -hmm. boom you know sit do repeat and we needed factory workers we needed factory workers for production
0: and our system was designed to create factory workers you sit in a group of people you sit in your office you do these numbers you do this reading all the thing Mm -hmm. you do your work you go home so our 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 education system was designed to create the people to fit into our industrialized world. And now that we're moving away from the industrialization and into more of the information and service service oriented, then our education system isn't keeping up and it doesn't meet the needs of our students because they're not going into those factory jobs anymore.
1: And, you know, my boys, I have one that graduated last year. And then one who's in ninth grade this year went through public education, but by no means did they go through it without us like talking about it every single day. What happened? Okay. Here's, you know, here's step A, here's step B, here's how you how you process that. Here's mm-hmm. why that's not a good decision. I and mean, we even talk about, like, when the teachers say certain things, we're like, well, what do you think about that? We have critical conversations, but this is within the confines of our home. We have dinner together every night, <laughs> for goodness yeah. sakes, right? And that's and so, not
0: happening a lot right now. Right.
1: One, one thing I really see a, a really horrible pattern of is schools taking on, and boy, just look at, look at what, NEA is putting out there. Look at what people are yep. putting out there right now. They want to be the educator of morals and standards yes. and values for your kids, which is 1000% wrong. Wow. They're removing that yeah. from the parent, the family, the family unit, which is creating less and less autonomy, right? We're, we're becoming more and more like robotic, if you will. Exactly. And we're gonna, we're fitting in this box and this box, we're gonna make. We're going to make this box really small, and you're going to be this nice little cute package when you're done and not be able to think for yourself. And I believe that 100%. And if you can't see that, I challenge you listeners to really think about how a school day is laid out, to really think about these these assessments and pushing kids through. We have to critically look at the big picture and think, wait a minute, what's going on? But I want to make a really clear statement because, Christina, you were a teacher for years. I was a teacher for years. I love 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 some of my kids' teachers and I have amazing friends who are teachers have been teachers and I don't want to place the blame on teachers. Some of them yes fall in line and and they're like no this is this is we need to be teaching these morals and like those are the few. Yeah. And and maybe more than few. But there's some really great Unfortunately, teachers. Unfortunately,
2: the kids who are coming out of college now into teaching
1: have been in that
2: for 20 have that years now. Mindset kind of given yeah. to them. The older teachers that are retiring or wanting to get away from this, absolutely, they have a different mindset. They know that they want to do what's best for the child, which means create a love of learning, yeah. not indoctrinate them with ideas. And they're also
0: being pushed out right now yeah. and, and run out of teaching because of they, they don't want that. So right. they, they squish them, they hold them down. You yeah. can't do that. And it just kills the spirit so much. It's like these these beautiful, amazing teachers and you watch them walk around just crushed yeah. at their crushed. school.
1: Yeah. yeah. I had a conversation with my son this morning about not turning in work uh-huh. <laughs> and he's bright. This is, it's no big deal. And I had to change it from that entrepreneurial mindset almost, and you may or may not agree with this, but it's almost like how you do it Anything is how you do everything, and like, look, I know that that assignment isn't going to make or break you, and I know that assignment isn't—it's te- dumb. Like, I'm gonna—I'm just—I just agree with him. It's dumb. It's—it's yeah. it's silly. But what we're doing right near right now is we're talking about your character, and this is something that was laid out in front of you, and you do it not to um, be subservient. You do it because it builds your character. But how many of people are having those conversations? So now you have kids. I don't think his teachers are talking to him about, about it at all. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is wrong? Like have a conversation with them, call them out. Yeah. And instead it's like, Oh, no, just keep going, keep going. Right. Yeah. Well, I know because of my history and education and my connection with my kids that I'm going to have the, we're going to grow from this, but I don't know if that's happening in other places, other families. And these is where the kids get lost. Yeah. and they're just pushed through and there's no purpose there's no rhyme or reason
0: and, and what happens when they hit 18 they're they're like hey you're an adult now you're done with school it's your life you can't balance a checkbook you can't you can't create a budget you don't know how to save money you have no idea what taxes are but go live your life and and they crash they burn they get stuck on the on government payroll and now they're a or they slave assistant where until- they live at them yeah mm-hmm. so there is there's so i mean it used to be that they tried to get kids to stay in school past eighth grade because at eighth grade they could go get a job get married live their life and take care of everything because
2: they had learned it at by eighth grade, eighth grade.
0: <laughs> and yeah. which is which is eighth grade is what 14 15 years yeah. old you know, now at, at high school, they can't balance a checkbook, 18, change a tire. Don't play. know how to live life. Yeah, they can't. They, they don't have any life living skills. And so part of part of our school is actually bringing that yeah. back mm-hmm. into the family. So it's, it's, it's awesome. It's teaching. It's not only educating the kids, but it's getting the parents to be part of that education. Mm -hmm. It's like, teach them how you're living, teach them your, your house finances, Mm -hmm. show them what you're doing as part of the curriculum, Mm -hmm. you know, make, make home economics, one of your courses and teach them how to, (laughs) how, how to ruin a family,
2: not just microwave.
0: (laughs) So by the time, by the time they're 15 or 16, they'll be able to do stuff and That, that sort of just general competence moves forward into life where they can actually move into and do anything that they want then, as opposed to the way they're coming out of the yeah. system so broken and not having any idea that they just are directionless
1: and and don't have a purpose so we're we're experiencing this my son i told you in podcasts on your podcast he didn't yeah. want to go to college it was like i don't know what I want to do yet. That seems like a lot of money and a lot of wasted of time. And I'm like, <laughs> um,
0: so that, that's actually really smart that he said that most people go there and don't figure it out until they're way in debt. Right?
1: Well, me, me as well. Uh, but, but what I've realized this year, and is that we are playing catch up with all of the things that haven't been taught in school. So we are teaching about personal finances and this is on me. We are teaching about entrepreneurship. He's learning skills on like, hey, you have a day. What are you going to do today? Like, like, you have a day to yourself. How can you make this productive? He's learning these things that, like, that could have been opportunities day in and day out for many years. And I want to address something people might be thinking about. And that's like, oh, oh, I can't teach my kids. I can't hardly stand them for the morning that I have them. Right. And so I want you to go ahead and address that one.
2: That is a great thing to talk about because that's very, very true. But part of that goes back to not having the connection in the beginning because they're at school and they're with the other people. If they're started younger, of course, that will change things. But even if your child has already been through public school for a while, we have to take a time and readjust. We have to say, hey, let's actually reconnect. Let's bring in just one little piece of school right now, let's reconnect as a family and build that relationship that we're missing. And then guess what? Then the rest of the schooling falls into place and takes off. So yes, Mm -hmm. right now you might not be able to stand your kiddo, but once you finally (laughs) rebuild that relationship and find out their interests and their wants, and you're able to talk to them through those lenses, it's amazing what happens, the connection, the, the learning, The kind of the respect that kind of builds up because they're suddenly seeing you in a different light also oh wait you can talk to me about this thing that i was really interested in and i didn't even know you knew about it you know you know skateboarding or this game or that game or it becomes a reverse teaching role your child is now teaching you about something that they're really interested in that you have no clue about we see that in technology all the time right you know Mm -hmm. oh i don't know how to do this next thing on my phone with the app and your teenager walks up and is like, give me that. You do da, 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 Okay. Here you go. Right. All the time. All the yeah. time. Yeah.
1: All the time. Well, I think that's, that's really interesting. It's like, Hey, if you had more time doing this and the connect, the ability to connect and it would make sense, it would be easier. But at the the other angle here is you really are talking to entrepreneurs or people who have the opportunity to work from home, because if you're in a corporate life, you, you know, be, Mm -hmm. It's a different story and that's, that's okay. So that's, that's,
0: yeah. So, so another kind of thing to think about is uh, so many entrepreneurs get into this to make the life better for their family. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't get into entrepreneurship if your life is going smoothly. There's no reason to, it's like, there's, there's gotta be a pain or something to pull you into this nightmare (laughs) of, of, of life. To try and get yourself somewhere. So you're doing this for your family. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing this to get them so that so that you they don't have to go through this. But if you're losing them along the way and you don't like them and you start to to be feel separated from them mm-hmm. because of school, because of this, because you don't have time, because if you start not liking your kids because you're not spending enough time with them and other people are instilling values in them then Mm -hmm. you going into entrepreneurship to fix your family is just going to get worse and worse and worse so when you do ooh, i made it hey look i've got the money hey let's go let's go now fix our family let's go spend some time with your granddaughter oh i don't get to spend time with my granddaughter because i lost my son oh I don't get to spend time with my son's family and wife because of these problems that I created not talking to them while I was building it. So if you think you don't like your kids now, wait a couple of years of more ignoring them while you do your stuff and and see if it gets better. I mean, what an amazing point. It it does not get any better than right now to start. The longer you wait, The the harder it is. It's just It's just one more day that they're going to be in the public school system getting traumatized, getting propagandized, getting weird stuff that they don't believe in and stuff that's just absolutely not true. It's like, how can you go to an education place and have people tell you stuff that you know is not true, but you have to try and pretend to believe it? And if you don't, yeah, the longer you wait, just the
1: harder it is. So get out. That's a really great that's just such a great point. And you, let's be real. Entrepreneurship is not easy.
2: Yeah.
1: It is not going to make, you know, this, you guys heard my story. It's the reason I do what I do because I started as an entrepreneur and I lost track of my family. I disconnected from them. And and you have to be so incredibly intentional and a lot more mature to really be able to do both of those things. I have a, a, a couple that I know, um, Jeff and Kirsten Smith, and they talk a lot about designing their doing their life by design Yes, and you know, they have an RV, they take their kids all over the place. We were meeting up at a, at a mastermind and they drove four hours and they had two of their kids with them, you know, they have four, but yes. they're like, no, they're gonna learn the stuff that we're learning. And that was one thing that we talked about earlier was as an entrepreneur, having that connection with your kids and talking through, what, you know, what you Herbert were saying, like you didn't do like, hey, this stuff sucks right now. It's going to be a tough month. And, whoa, this is an amazing month, and here's what we did. What a, what kind of opportunity is that to teach them, to, to fuel that ahead, right, to be so far ahead of the curve? And so I love what you guys are doing. I think it's going to be incredibly important for you to explain exactly what it is that your service or your your business does for somebody kind of like, well, I I don't know, or yes, I want to do this, but I don't know what to do.
2: Exactly. And that's where we have several different, you know, legs or or aspects. So for the person who is really interested, but don't even know where to get started, that's where you get to come to me and I help you to look at the laws of your state of how to unenroll them legally so you don't get in trouble with the truancy officers right and then we look at curriculum or what kind of learning style that your family needs or will want to pursue and then after that there's the the coaching the helping to help figure out the schedule help figure out why this reading lesson isn't working right why this math lesson isn't working right so i'm You know, we're doing basically homeschool, but not because you have the teacher support, someone who's been through it, who knows some quirks, ups and downs, and can give you the information instead of having to go out and do that great big research. So that's the very beginning people who like don't know what they're doing, but they really want to get started. Call me. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Then as it goes on, there's the program that kind of helps do school with you. So we're helping you get curriculum. We're helping support. And then if your student is having trouble, guess what? You have a licensed teacher who might have a few tricks up her sleeve to help tutor and fix some of those learning issues that maybe you can't do. And get that's back on track. Yeah. Get back on track. And that's, you know, and that's where some parents are like, I wasn't good in school. I did entrepreneurship because I flunked out of school or I wasn't good at school. So how in the world can I teach my kids? Well, with the right support system, just like the rest of your business, the right support system, the right investment, you can do that too. You know, you're not going to be alone working with Vibrant Family Education. And then there's, um, you know, this the small leg of you're already homeschooling. Things are going great. You love what's happening. But guess what? I just cannot get this kiddo to read. So come see me. I can probably help. Fix or tweak or move some things or, you know, we're homeschooling, but it's always chaos. It's always a mess. Well, maybe you need some scheduling and organizing tips that I might have for you. So there's different levels in different places. So the people who don't know anything, the people who know quite a bit, who just want some help and those people who want to kind of do it together. We've got different levels and areas that we can really help people understand how to bring education home. Yeah.
0: We also have more of a of a school teacher setup too, where the, the lessons are actually taught by the teacher by the teacher and um, graded taught so you have a full teacher curriculum school, but the parents are the coaches the in the background facilitators of doing it. Yeah. But but you still have a teacher doing the lessons and, and helping out with all of that. So at any point, at at any level that you want to talk about education, I mean, you've got an expert here. So that's amazing from from the very beginning, just how to all the way up to we've got it covered and
2: we need some help.
0: And just, you just, yeah.
1: I think you just like, I don't know that there's many for entrepreneurs, for families who can work from wherever they want to work from, Mm -hmm. even remote workers. Like, I don't know that, there's any excuse now because that's been the one thing always for me is like, you've got laws, you've got, what if we get stuck, you know, and then there's co-op type things, which are awesome. awesome. But, but the amount of time and resources, I know that my friends who do um, homeschooling, Mm -hmm. they they put a lot of upfront work into it a lot. Yeah. And one thing I I'm, I'm a firm believer in is if I have something that I can help somebody with, reduce the friction to get them where they want to be yes. then i've got something of value and it, mm-hmm. you guys absolutely have something of value because there's all the thought in my head yeah i've taught i, I but i don't i don't know we, where to even start if we stop right. i've told my wife if <laughs> she's gonna hate me for saying this out loud but i said if they do school closures again mm-hmm. we're done we, we we are done i'm gonna get i'm gonna get my son involved in Way more stuff than he ever knew even possible. He's going to have <laughs> amazing opportunities. Right. And, I mean, he's going to travel with me. I got to go to Montana to look at my event spot. Guess what? I can have a travel companion, right? Like, like the opportunities are phenomenal. And But I also know it's like, I can't just say – You're out of school now. Let's go. I have to step through a bunch of hoops. I've got to make sure all everything's dialed in. I've got to make sure that any assessments he has to take are are ready to go. And I think what we're what we're doing here is we're giving them a vision of not is your only way to success through college. No. (laughs) And you know, my son last year graduated from a school where it's just there's just a lot of high achievers in our area. Just ridiculous amount of high achievers. And he's like, the whole senior year, every day it's like, so and so committed to this school, and they had yes. posters all over the place of who was going where. Yep. And then it was this, there was this like shout out thing, mm-hmm. and they're trying to highlight every senior. Yeah. Anybody not going to college did not get it because that was their highlight. That's what they're highlighting. It was. Your success is college. I don't know if they get like money for this. I don't understand the tie.
2: What are they doing to the the confidence of these students who it's aren't so quite bad. sure? And now they really aren't sure because they don't have any like, oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: I mean, but just even this year, my son working here with me, he's seen mm-hmm. what it takes to be an entrepreneur. He's seen, he's watched me and he's produced podcasts for me. He's um, learned what a funnel is what marketing is he's delved down into the world of e-commerce. He's seen all the negatives and the positives and what it takes to build. a I mean, like the, like mind blowing what he's learned in, and he still doesn't know what he wants to do. And he's also working, but he's learning how to cook. He's doing meal prep now on his own. He's got his own budget. He's got, I mean, like, I'm like, he's finally starting to learn stuff. He should have learned. In school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I really, really like what you guys are doing because not only are you impacting them at that early age you're impacting them for a very long future so
0: um so going back just a little bit to what we were talking about when when christina um first started her online school system there's a squirrel outside our dogs are freaking out oh that's Um, okay so when christina first started her um doing the online education thing um and she switched to the to the online academy um several of those students and the parents got really in involved that's real
1: we've got we've got a dog squirrel situation folks this is this is a real deal this has happened to me so many times it's funny no my door if my door uh bell goes off the dog starts barking and it's crazy i'm like well you know what it's life <laughs> yeah so keep going herb because i i like where you're going here
0: yeah so um, several of the, of the parents, so she was developing it. And so at the start of it, they hadn't done it before. So she had to work closely with the parents to see what was working, what could be improved. Um, several of the parents didn't really show up for their kids. They, they, just, they thought it was like, oh, I get to do the online school. I don't have to send them back to school, but they're going to do it all. So they didn't have the concept that they were going to necessarily be the, the coaching aspect mm-hmm. of the online academy. But the other half of the parents worked with her, got the coaching. Um, the kids didn't really do that much in school for the first couple of weeks, months, because they were getting lined up. And But the ones who, whose parents got on it, took them on the schedule, those kids, once they started, just blew the system away. Um, the kids that were still just their parents were just kind of in the background. They were going through the system at the pace. Um, but the ones that got it, the ones that that took their kid to to dance class in the day they're neurodivergent. They had an autistic child. They would take the kid to to dance class during the day when it wasn't so many people there um, had some other. Activities and then in the evening, once she got her frantic energy out, then she could do the learning. She she did so much better than even her parents expected her. She yeah. caught up and, and caught up to her grade level in like three months. And yeah, she would have been like left behind in the regular school system. So the parents who can get into it, work with the teacher, find the schedule, find the way that that all works, which is what we do. It's not like, oh, it. you you you're, you join our school, your kids are here this time or this time we're doing this, we're doing that's not it at all. It's we work with the you, we work with the parents, we work with the family, mm-hmm. we help design an education plan for the family to make mm-hmm. it work specifically for you. And then we also have group community times where we are going to have dance classes for the kids yeah. where we have PTA meetings. So all these entrepreneur families who are in our school will get to come to the parent-teacher organizations and have almost little mini masterminds yeah. at, at the school. So it's it's not just about the kids, it's not just about the family. I mean, the, the greater scope of this thing as it builds out is just it's Huge a community, community of entrepreneurs, families building the education system out. And as we're doing it with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are building the businesses of the future they're building the world and if we get the family back in with the entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. then that is going to propagate slowly through society in a better way so it's not just it's not just the education system this is our attempt to try and and slowly patch some of the holes of the community and our our society in general
1: i love it like i see this vision so well i i like just even you like these many micro entrepreneurial like masterminds, like, yes, like yeah. how, how powerful would that be? And mm-hmm. it's in person. One thing I want to point out and you don't need to add to this unless you want, but a very important distinction here is that you were ahead of the curve with the online education. because what America will say, immediately with online education is it fails it's horrible because we threw teachers into a situation they'd never had before we threw teachers and schools into a situation where they were not prepared for the technology they were not prepared for the the backlash they were not prepared for kids standing in front of the screen with their dog every three minutes like look at this you know and all the things going on my son was like oh yeah like this class all it is is show your pet because the teacher can't stop the kids from showing their pet. This is middle school. And he said the whole class, the whole time, the teacher cannot get in control. She's trying to mute people and trying. She has no idea what she's doing. And they're just, you know, holding their pet up. And he's like, I just put my headphones on and play games. Yeah. Like, like, it was, was just an doing, absolute waste of time.
2: I was doing that- my kindergartners and first graders
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it was bad that was and for
2: them but yeah yeah
1: uh, no it is it is but not the whole class and not eighth right, graders not or seventh class graders. Class <laughs> wow. oh my but I, I wanted to i wanted to make a distinction there that you were ahead of the curve you saw how online education actually can work and should be set up uh-huh. and um, i think that's a really per- important thing to show i don't think there's any reason an entrepreneur, okay. this is a, a personal belief of mine, should have their kid in public education. There you go. We're playing show and tell. There's no reason that that I can't think of a reason why right. they should have their kid in public education anymore. And I know that the only way to make change is to to screw with the money, <laughs> and that's one way to to. I don't, and I don't know how much it affects like the money where it goes to certain schools, but I know that there. You know, it's like it's like voting with your dollars. Yeah,
0: that, that's starting to come around in some places. For instance, Arizona just passed. The the money follows the kid. So if you're in Arizona Sarah, and you want to work with us, then
2: go get your school money and bring it over.
0: You can work with us and we can get this money. Arizona government will will pay our uh, tuition fee for your kids. Or at least, part
2: of, it, or at least
0: part of it. Yeah. Even, wow. even the part time coaching kind of a stuff. It doesn't have to be a school. You, you you can do partial money and coaching and all sorts of stuff in Arizona. That needs so. to happen
1: more. Yes. There's yes. several
2: yes. states looking at it. So that's the other thing. If, you know, this is important to people, they need to start looking at their legislature, their states and say, let's fix the school system by letting the money go where it needs to go for these kids.
1: Yeah, then this, that's yes. a really, really great point. And again, yes. it's, we vote with our money, we vote with our votes and we vote with our voice. So those things are those that type of change would be massive, like yes. really make a difference, because I think the public school system would be like, "Uh oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if we don't get our act together, if we don't start delivering what we're actually supposed to be delivering, we're not going to have a school much longer.
2: That's why the NEA doesn't like charter schools and oh, yeah. doesn't like homeschool and puts up such a bad picture. And doesn't of it like all. money vouchers. Doesn't and like stuff money like that, vouchers. So. Exactly. They're fighting against it because really, they lose really
0: control hard. of the kids and they lose yeah. control of the money. Yeah. And, and yeah. if you really think about it, it's it's like a, a union. They seem like they're a really good idea, <laughs> but
2: go on. All the, I, the
0: the purpose of a union is to make money for the union. So. One of the best things that you could do is hire more teachers to lower the classroom sizes. But if you get more teachers, then you only get a few more people to pay your union dues. But instead of hiring one teacher, if you hire three or four aides to deal with the problems, then the union gets three or four or five more people to pay dues. So instead of getting teachers to address the problems, they bring in more aides and more things and more under- that, that doesn't ever the fix camp. the problem. They just throw more people at it so they can get more money. So they kind of perpetuate the problems to. Mm-hmm. to yeah. yeah. So again, it's not, it's it's not necessarily evil. It's just the way the business model grew mm-hmm. out of proportion to what it was originally Original designed, for. designed for.
1: Yeah. yeah that's yeah that's an interesting point and um having been inside of it again we have a we we get a special lens right we, yes, we get to look we through a different lens and i i look back and i'm like i remember asking other teachers why am i paying dues to the union yep. they're like it protects you i'm like no if how? i do a good job i'm protected <laughs> Like if i don't understand this you had no choice yeah. i had no choice yeah. um i love what you guys are doing i absolutely adore your mission and think that this is this is a change that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, people, I know that they can start listening to bringing education home, the podcast, which, yeah. which you're giving some, you're interviewing really great people. Uh, where else can they find you? Because we definitely want to make sure that they have direct access to you.
2: Exactly. Well, um, my whole Facebook profile, Christina Haverett has all the links in my bio. So my calendly link to set up A discovery meeting that's what we call it when you want to come Mm -hmm. talk to me about what this might look like um it also has our link to vibrant family education website the um bringing education home podcast website so all that stuff is in my facebook bio and if you just type in vibrant family education you should be able to find the website if you type (laughs) in bringing education home you should be able to find the website or on your favorite podcast um so yeah you can get a hold of us through their direct message email
1: that's great. And we'll have all those, all those links in the show notes as well. Yeah. And, um, I just wish you guys the best. I hope you're too busy and you have to hire people to help you. That's really my ultimate desire because that means we're making a change, right? That means exactly. that there's uh, there's hope. Yeah. The, the
0: teachers, we, the teachers that we've been talking to and kind of interviewing, there's been a lot of people that are like, you need to do this so we can be. Come join here. you. So we're actually <laughs> getting a lot working. of, yeah, there's a lot of teachers who, yeah. who, are like us that that really feel the need to um, improve, to make a change, not yeah. just to be there. And, and they see what we're doing and they're just, they're getting excited like you and want yeah. to join. So I, I it, it's going to get there.
2: And thank you. I, I know it will. Thank you for it. having us. Thank you for thank letting you, us you guys. tell our story and explain what we do. We really appreciate it. That
0: was a fabulous conversation. I really enjoyed this. We should do
1: this Yes. Again. Yes. And I, hey, listeners, like seriously, if you have any questions reach out to them they're not going to hard sell you they're just going to tell you what what they know and i i know this about them so just just do it and i sound like a sales guy but i'm really passionate about this like like i said you've got so many uh, anchors that drive me forward the family life the education and learning like not just how to be a robot but how to be think independently and um the entrepreneurial life and how that can interrupt but how it also can be used instead. It, or as a tool instead of against us. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, you guys. You're very, You're very welcome.
2: welcome. Thank you for listening
0: to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood.